0: had to walk across to use the steps because I didn't want to trust myself trying to come up these steps here. didn't want to give you an amusing fall. So. <laughs> okay. Once again, I'm David Bryan. I guess most people probably know. I'm glad to be here today. I just want to thank you all for, for your, just you know, the praise you give to the Lord and I'm sure he's very much pleased. Well, let's have a word of prayer. Lord, we want to thank you this day as we gather here. I pray that you would help us to see you in new ways. I pray you would guide me, Lord. I'm a weak person, a lot of things going haywire at times, but I just pray that you would help me to share what I believe you've given me to share today. It would be clear, and it would honor you. Lord help me where I feel nervous or weak help me to be your servant and help me to say the things you want me to say and bring to mind things I didn't write down I was hoping I would remember but um, I don't know, we'll see but we thank you, we trust you for all this, in Jesus name we pray Amen Our passage today is is a, is an invitation to invitation and we're reading from Uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 17 to verse 21, and then chapter 4, verse 1. So let me read this passage first and we'll come back and I can talk some more about this. And I'm reading from the the New American Standard Version. Verse 17, uh, uh, Philippians chapter 3. Brethren, join in following my example, and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. For many walk, of whom I often told you, and now tell you even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their appetite, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their minds on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. And chapter 4, verse 1, therefore, my beloved brethren, whom I long to see, my joy and crown, so stand firm in the Lord, my beloved, May the Lord bless the reading of his word. May he bless me as I try to convey the truths I'm seeing here. Uh, Some things might be a little painful, but it's okay Um, for me. (laughs) painful for me. But um, I want to say, first of all, I found the best way for me to learn is to have someone by my side who can guide me. Sometimes written directions or instructions don't always give all the information you need. When I was a young man, I decided that I wanted to bake cookies. Recipes looked simple enough, but I found that coaching from my mom, a veteran cook, was priceless. When I went into the field of field fire sprinkler design, I learned by following the instructions of the design manager, a man named Frank, and even got more education from the workmen, the, 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 you know, the union fitters. They worked for like six, union six, 669, the road union, and 692 was a city union. And it was you know, the, and we were working in Philadelphia, different parts of Philadelphia, all kinds of strange places, out in out in you know out in Harrisburg. So it was it was an interesting job, but I, but I learned from these from these men. And they would point out errors. Sometimes I would get yelled at them, but often they just get, they But the thing was I was supposed to do was to get, get the feedback from them, so I would get better, and, and so I could route the pipe next time route the piping for them in a better way. So I, and I learned to work hard by the example of my father. He had an eighth grade education. He grew up in coastal, on the coast in Georgia, a little place called Ridgeville. And for many years he worked as a sexton at Wayne United Methodist Church during the day. And then around like four, five o'clock, he walked across the street and worked another shift, eight hour shift for, for, at Wayne Elementary School, that's in the Radnor Township School District. And we would take his dinner to him. And Paul tells us to follow, but Paul tells us to follow his example in verse 17. And we should also be open to learn from other believers as we go through this life. I have found that listening to others about their experiences and trials have helped me to understand life better and to see how God provides. Some people don't want to hear advice, and they often stumble and make bad decisions that they regret. now I'm going to go into uh, the scriptures here um, in first chapter 3 verses 17. It says, brethren, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. He also says, for many walk of whom I have often told you and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. So two things we have here. We have people that we can pattern our lives after. And sometimes, depending on the person you pick, it can be a good situation or a bad situation. We were blessed to have a father who was very faithful. He'd go out at eight o'clock in the morning and then he'd come back in like midnight working. And he was tired. So we only saw him usually on, basically on Saturday and Sunday because we had to be asleep and had to go to work, go to school. But He was a good man. He was a little grumpy because he was tired, but he was very honest. He, or, when I was a young man, when I was a child, the pastor, at Second Baptist, you know, asked him about doing the deacon board. Deacon board at a Baptist church is sort of like the elders at a Presbyterian Church, but mixed in with, also with the work of the deacons. So it was, it was kind of, you know, it was a unique job. But he was a very, very faithful man. Sometimes the pastor would want other deacons to come with him for services, and he would other services at other churches, like in, in Philadelphia. And often, my dad—he didn't drive, but he would—if someone gave him a ride, he would go. As I got older, dr- driving, I w- was able to drive. I was able to take him. Sometimes didn't want to go, but I would have taken these different fellowships he wanted to—he wanted to go to. But the thing is, here we see is that the imitation, the invitation to imitation, and. What I didn't realize was that God was teaching me through those times, times I felt inconvenienced. When I was working, working later, I was able to work, and you know, I didn't see it always as drudgery. I, I saw it as some, it was a calling, things I had to get done. And even now I find myself out there doing like my, acting like my dad. I see weeds, I'm sometimes I'm pulling them up. It's true, Pam. <laughs> but anyway, so these are the things I, I learned. So, but some people, you know, they didn't always listen to the advice of their fathers. But I'm thankful that, that I did, because he was, you know, he helped, helped me go a, helped me to go a long way. You know, just just by his, his um, faithfulness, working hard. And so I think he taught he taught me to work hard too. Hel- helped me how to you know try to keep my temper. But he was he was a great man. So now I'm also thinking here about so Paul wants us to follow his example but I think also we should look in the lives of people that we know that are helping us or guiding us to see the good points that they're doing and also emulate them copy them those are good things good things to do now I'm going to go down to a chapter first uh, second part of my message here sorrow for the enemies of Christ chapter 3 verse 18 and 19 Paul writes For many walk, of whom I often told you, and now tell you even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their appetite, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their minds on earthly things. We see a tender heart here of Paul in this passage, weeping for those who are enemies of the cross. Perhaps these are people who came to Christ through his preaching and who then then turned away from the faith. Perhaps these are people who heard the gospel and just despised it. I'm sure many here have been grieved by family members or friends who have walked away from their faith or who have refused to listen. They may have attended church for a while, and then they have no more interest in being involved. I've seen a lot of that in my life. I know from experience that this can be so painful. We have to pray regularly for those who don't want to be involved in worship, developing a relationship with Jesus. I think we also got to remember about as Christians, we're out in a world that's where people are sometimes not—you know—they're not right. You know, just as a fact, is like you know we talk about—you know—you talk about you know the evil things that were done back in the back back before the, back in the fifties, the forties, and even before that. You know, I heard a lot of talk about you know segregation. When I was born in 1954, my parents were living in one of the, one of the uh, a federal housing project they built on the main line, a town, a town called Wayne. So that's where I lived. And it took me years later to figure out something, because when I we lived there, we lived in an apartment called 231, That was right on the front. It was like a one-bedroom apartment. We, it was my you know, mother and father, my sister and my brother and I. My parent, father, parents slept on the couch. We, my sister was in a crib and my brother and I had a bed. That was how we lived for about maybe, three or four years and then we were able to move into a house. But the thing that caught me later, when I maybe was in high school, I didn't had never really thought about it, was the north side of the projects were all like white people. We had a lot of, this was during that time when they had uh, refugees coming in from Eastern Europe. I forget what, they may have been, uh, uh, Hungarians, could have been, maybe it could have been Hungarian Revolution. So we had a lot of, you know, people living in the, on our projects, but they were all on the north side. We were on the south side. So it was like, this is Radnor Township, Delaware County, and it was, a, it was a federal project and it was segregated. It didn't take so many years to realize, realize that until one day in high school, I saw white kids over, you know, coming out of houses, or departments where, on, where the blacks used to live and blacks on the other side. I said, oh, they integrated this place. I was shocked. Something I never, I just had never, I just took it for granted. The blacks were on this side, the whites on that side. Yeah, just, just the way it was, you know. Makes me think of that Bruce Hornsby song. That's the way it is, you know. But it, it shouldn't be that way. It should not be that way. But it was. And I just, but I think I said like, as a young child, I just took that to be normal. But you know, when I was invited to go to parties, birthday, birthday parties. I was scared. Going out of my neighborhood into a foreign. Environment and people; there were very friendly, but often I was reluctant to go because it just was so foreign to me. So that was that was the way. But that's the thing that happens when people don't follow God; they try to put put their own way forward. I'm getting, I'm getting off track here, but I'm also thinking about you know in our government right now. We have you no know, leaders that are supposed to be for all the people, and yet. It's just here. This, 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 like you know, from our leaders, some like such, such hatred, such just despising people, writing people off for just the, the least problem, or at least something they may said they have said. It just seems it's just it's just very alarming to me as an American, as United States citizen, as an African American man. It just bothers me to see these things happening in this in this country. And I. Love, you know, I love history, and I remember you know, before the Civil War broke out, you know, a lot of tensions that came about, a lot of violence. And eventually, it, and we saw the real violence, you know, hundreds, thousands and thousands getting killed on the battlefield here in the United States. You don't know if you've gone to some of the cemeteries out there, there's a lot of bodies out there from that time, people that died, villages lost a lot of their men you know, people lost their homes, it was, it was horrible. And then, you know, we got through all this and then it was just like, you know, it was, just, it was just horrible. So I'm just speaking from my heart here about some of these things here. I hope you hope you don't mind. But I'm just telling you that this is it's a problem. You know, people, someone like Donald Trump becomes president, and I was, I was worried, but I, the things I see is just a worry for our country. Because we're living in a very volatile world. People, someone, some dictator elsewhere could push a button and there goes Chicago. Or there goes Philadelphia. You know, so we have to, uh, so I just pray that God would give us wisdom. And give us faith as we cope with these, these realities that we have now, the people in leadership. But the thing also that also gives me hope is that God exists. God is in charge. My parents told me about World War II, what it was like. My dad was over in the South Pacific. And my, and my mom, she a lot of her brothers. Some went to Europe. My uncle, one of my dad's brothers was in France, in a combat unit. And they were, before they passed, I told, some of them told me about their experiences out there, just how bad it was fighting and, but, The thing is that we have to keep our eyes on what God wants us to do and not just recklessly try to go into battle just because we're the United States of America. So, but as Christians, I really believe that we have to really have pray to God for wisdom and also for change to happen in our country. We had this this big riot down in Charlottesville. And we can't, how, you know, we have to do, we have to find ways to exist in this country without all this anger and hatred. I know when segregation was overthrown, there was a lot, still a lot of hatred in different parts of the country because black people could now go where they couldn't go before when i went down south some of my relatives told me you can't go in that store it's only for whites something, this was like 1970 something after i was out of college i said you segregated well we're down here well, what can we do about it <laughs> and so i guess if i wouldn't want to go in there anyway even if you would you know they probably wouldn't would not, not welcome you i'm sure but these are the things that i just want i think we should be praying about and I just, I feel that, you know, as, as Christians, you know, we have the power of God. We have grace, the grace of God. And we can be big changes in our world as we pr- talk with people, fellowship with them. I've worked with people that were racist. And I was able to try to make, try make some kind of relationship with them, even though they didn't like me that much. I went on, my first started as a sprinkler designer, they were shocked, you know, though they, they, they were, well, there were some guys actually following me around but they couldn't believe that a black guy was there measuring the building for the system. They, they, they just thought they'd never seen a black guy do it before. It was it was just really strange. But this is the world we're in. We're not called to shy, shun back or, and I didn't give up, I kept persevering. And, and took it, took the grief and Gradually, some of the men became friends. They, they saw I knew what I was doing. So I just feel that, and I, you know, I, but the, the big thing I attribute that to is God's power, God's power, he's so powerful, he can change things. When I was born, I never thought we'd see a black president. I was wrong, there, 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 there became a black president. He wasn't popular with some people, but I was just amazed. And so, so he asked actually, a black person actually became president of the United States. But I feel it's just it's just a great, you know, it's great to see that sometimes what seems impossible is totally possible with our Lord, isn't that right? So I just want to just I kind of got off track here, but I just want to just say some of these things, you know, about you know things what I've seen, what I've how I've grown up. And I did pray as a church, as this church, that we could be people who can help. And out, we go all over the place. People were working all, all over the area, and just even in your businesses or your offices, to you know just to be a beacon for you no know, light. Someone talking about the Lord, and also maybe confronting gently people that have you know these dangerous you know no ideas because. You know, if you look in history, look, a lot of times when people go, are oppressed, eventually there's going to be an explosion. And we don't, you know, when we want, as Christians, we should be people that are not complying with the wicked. In Germany, there were men and women who gave their lives because they would not comply with Adolf Hitler. And they suffered greatly. Might does not mean, might does not make right. So I just wanna just, uh, these are the things, things I just, God has put on my heart this morning. I apologize, I didn't get through the message I was supposed to do. I might be out of order. Have to take me away. <laughs> I just wanna pray for us right now. Lord, I just wanna pray for this congregation and for this world that we're in. Lord, help us. Help us, Lord, to, see, to, to deal with the situations that we're under Problems that are coming up, problems coming down the road, growing, growing, the um, growing power of the you know the Nazis, you know, I was shocked me reading that in the paper, and the white supremacists, and the and the many lives that could be lost in a battle. So Lord, we just pray. We pray for peace. We pray for justice and righteousness to prevail. Give all of us the courage to do our part in this battle. It's a spiritual battle, Lord. And help us to have the courage, the insight to know how to talk to people, and how to do your will in dangerous times. So we pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.